Just in time for kickoff, Hooters' famous saucy wings, delicious seafood, half-pound stack burgers, and fresh chopped salads. Hooters is honored to serve the Tampa Bay community with delicious take-home and a great place to watch the game with friends and family. Providing that famous neighborhood hospitality only Hooters can deliver. Hooters, proud sponsor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Visit OriginalHooters.com for locations near you. Thanks to Hooters for their continuing sponsorship of the Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast. I also thank Bill Curry Ford and Brandon Legal Group for their support. Recording this on Tuesday morning following the awful Monday night game that completes week 16 of the NFL. So we'll update the two leagues, the foundation, the federation, and then we'll have some comments on where we are in this 54th episode of Season 7 of the Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast. Wright.toddyyahoo.com if you'd like to email me your fantasy questions for this week, for Championship Week, uh, wright.todd at yahoo.com. First in the podcast league, my torch has been snuffed, my quest to repeat as podcast league champion is over. It wasn't just losing Jalen Hurts. Kirk Cousins was good. Uh, it wasn't Jalen Hurts good. That ceiling wasn't there, but he was good. The problem was none of my other starters scored a touchdown. Not a single other starter. Uh, and I went with I went with my best players. Uh, I could have gotten creative with Algier and Dylan. And that might have worked out for me. Uh, not huge games, but at least they got in the end zone. I didn't. I stuck with Miles Sanders. He had plenty of opportunities. I stuck with Ramondre Stevenson. He had pr- plenty of opportunities. Just wasn't my week. Couldn't bench Zay Jones. Uh, coming off uh, a huge performance, even though I didn't like the weather or the spot overall against the Jets. Couldn't bench him. Uh Travis Kelsey hasn't been scoring touchdowns recently. So, yeah, I just I didn't get any touchdowns, uh, which is what I needed to survive to make the final four. In the end, probably wouldn't have mattered uh, because in the podcast league, there is a final four. And I congratulate all four. Captain Morgan, Dan, Mike from Payway and ABC Action News chief meteorologist Dennis Phillips who had an enormous week to survive elimination, jumping over me, uh, pretty much getting every one of his starters in double digits last week. And Dennis had Fields in double... No, Fields didn't get in double digits. Kristen Watson was a disappointment um, in the Sunday game for Green Bay, but Justin Jefferson, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, DJ Moore, uh, a smart start. And Justin Tucker just short of double digits, but still a big week for Dennis Phillips, who gets to the final four at my expense by jumping over me in week 16. Well done, Dennis. Thank you for playing. Uh, So those are the final four. And I congratulate all four of those podcast league players. We will have a first time champion of the podcast league of any of my leagues. And following this week, we will award a $1,000 check from Bill Curry Ford to the winner, 
based on total points. While I congratulate Mike and Dennis on reaching the Final Four, they know the task is very large. It's immense uh, because it's a total points league, and they're going to need to have a huge week. And Captain Morgan and Dan are going to need to have a bad week for this to even be a conversation. Going into the final week, Captain Morgan leads Dan by 2.99 points. I mean, it's it's a field goal between Captain Morgan and Dan. I said months ago, I thought there was better than a 50-50 chance that one of those two guys would win the league. And now it's like a 98% chance that Morgan or Dan win the league. They've played very well. And they've had good fortune, but you have to have that. Uh, For Mike and Dennis, they are both over 60 points back of first place. And even if Morgan has a bad week, they're both just a little under, or Dennis is over, 60 points back of second place. So, you know, it's one thing to have one guy have an awful week. It's another thing to have two guys have an awful week, especially with their lineups. Weather is probably not going to be nearly as much of a factor this week as it was last week. That was a huge variable. So, a lot for Mike and Dennis to do to even make it competitive to win the podcast league. Morgan and Dan just 2.99 points apart uh, as we head to the final week of the season. Again, congratulations to the Federation Final Four. As I congratulated them in an email to them, Uh, I can now concentrate, and I'm going to need it, on winning my first Jimmy McGinty trophy in the foundation. As I won in my semifinal game over the great Mike Lentz of Papa John's of Tampa Bay, who does so much for my golf tournaments, Uh, and on an amazing run since about mid-season, SD, Longtime driver of a UPS truck on the roads of South Tampa took out our two-time champion, Sean, former managing partner of the original Leroy Selman's restaurant, where I watched many Super Bowls. We held many of our fantasy drafts there, uh, various watch parties for big events. Sean had only lost one of 14 games going into the playoff semifinal against SD, but he in the foundation, like me in the Federation, without Jalen Hurts. And uh, that was a factor. There were some other factors there. Weather impacted uh, what Sean was able to get out of some players that he had been successful with all year. Uh, Such a great draft for Sean. Sean's first five picks. Hold on. Sean's first five picks, and Sean picked 11th in a 12-team snake draft. First-round pick, Nick Chubb. Second-round pick, Stephon Diggs. Third-round pick, Saquon Barkley. Fourth-round pick, Jalen Hurts. Fifth-round pick, DK Metcalf. 
That's why he was 13-1 and going into the playoff semifinal and then injuries and weather uh, and bad luck uh, were a factor. And he lost to a deserving team. Uh, SD put up nearly 90 points with a very strong lineup. Got a huge day from CeeDee Lamb. Where's SD's draft? Let's take a look at that. Hold on just a second. Because I haven't... Yeah, I got to move something so I can see the board. SD's first five. Hmm. He drafted second in a snake draft, 12-team snake draft. Derrick Henry got CeeDee Lamb on the wraparound, then Kelsey, DJ Moore. He did not play DJ Moore. No, he did play DJ Moore last week, so there you go. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, who he cut, and Sean actually picked him up and has used him in recent weeks. Then Matt Stafford, that didn't work out, so he's gone with other quarterbacks, primarily Tua. And then ATN in the seventh round. So two very good drafts there. SD gets the win in the semifinals, and we will have a first-time winner of the Jimmy McGinty Trophy. It will either be my longtime friend SD, or I'm finally going to get my name on the trophy in the personal league that I commission. So SD and I go head-to-head next week. Let me go to the Week 16 recap as it relates to all players and we'll go by position, uh, which I didn't do last week. I apologize for that. Let's go. We'll go running backs first as it relates to all players. Week 16 to review uh, who was best. And it was Cam Akers who I picked him up a num- many weeks ago thinking he might be valuable for me for the postseason. Then I gave up on him. Uh, I wish I had him for the title week after he put up 147 yards of tandem offense, three touchdowns in the Rams, uh, sending Nathaniel Hackett off into the sunset. Cam Akers was RB1 last week. If Cam Akers is available in your league, That would be, because who do they got this week? I think they got the Chargers, whose run defense is awful. Cam Akers is available, as I speak, on Tuesday morning in 32% of Yahoo leagues. If you're in your championship and you have any questions about running back or flex play, there's one sitting right under your tree. Post Christmas, you, you got to plug and play Cam Akers. Dante Foreman was RB two last week. Carolina plays the Bucks this week. Foreman's available in twenty percent of leagues, so there's a running back option on waivers in one of five Yahoo leagues. Austin Eckler was RB three. Saquon Barkley was RB four. Devin Singletary. I imagine he didn't start in many leagues last week. Let me see if I can pull that up. He was RB5 last week. 
Let's see percentage of Yahoo leagues that started Devin Singletary. 49%. So if you have him, I think Buffalo plays Cincinnati this week. That's that's tough. Again, I say matchups are a tiebreaker and a bit overrated. But that's tough. Uh, but Singletary sitting on fifth sitting on a significant percentage of benches last week. I can't say 50% because he wasn't rostered on 100% of leagues. Let me see if I can get back to, but he was RB5 last week with 125 yards. Good bad weather play in Chicago. That more than matchup or anything. I mean, I played the weather. It didn't work out for me. Uh, In one league, it did in another league because I played Taysom Hill uh, in those conditions in Cleveland, and it was a reason why I made the championship. James Conner was RB6. Conner's been good since he's come back. He's a good player. Um, And without Kyler Murray, there's really no one else to run the ball. Uh, Trace McSorley acted like DeAndre Hopkins um, uh, was the Grinch. And stole their Christmas tree for some reason in that game. Uh, James Conner was RB6. Alvin Kamara was RB7. James Cook. There's a second Buffalo back. Again, the weather being a big factor there. I don't know that you can lean on that. Especially as it relates to Cook against the Bengals. But Cook paid off. He's available in 48% of leagues. Derrick Henry was RB9. He keeps getting it done. As we speak... There are questions whether Derrick Henry plays in the Thursday night game against the Cowboys because he may be nursing an injury and because the Titans need him as healthy as possible for a head-to-head game in Week 18 against the Jaguars to win the division and make the playoffs. So as we speak, and this could change, Derrick Henry may not play. Thursday night, and it would be partially due to injury, partially due to the game not mattering for the Titans. So you're going to have to monitor that. Leonard Fournette was RB10 with 162 yards, even though he didn't score. Uh, 162 yards total offense uh, against Arizona. He'll be going up against the Panthers this week. Fournette is now back in your Starting RB conversation. We'll talk about that on the Bucks Bolton this week. Chuba Hubbard, even though Foreman was RB2, Hubbard was RB11 as the Panthers just run, run, run when they're not throwing to DJ Moore. Hubbard 12 for 125, available in 62% of Yahoo leagues as we speak on this Tuesday, the 27th. Zeke scores again. How many weeks in a row is that for Zeke with a touchdown? Is this seven? It is, wow. <laughs> no complaining about Zeke this year. In the last one, two, three, four, five, eight games where Ezekiel Elliott has played, he has scored at least one touchdown. Maybe the yardage isn't there, but they are using him in the red zone. Double-digit fantasy points this year. In every game he's been healthy, since we since starting in week six, wow. 
Christian McCaffrey, down a couple ticks, uh, but still got you double-digit fantasy points. There's Tyler Algier. I really wanted to start him. He actually didn't score a touchdown, but he got double-digit fantasy points. I just I couldn't justify starting him over Miles Sanders or uh, Ramondre Stevenson. It just didn't work out for me. Rashad White in his homecoming, still pretty good. He got a touchdown, late receiving touchdown that matters. Uh, we've seen that play a couple of times the last month for the Bucks. ETN, uh, no touchdown, but 25 touches and over 100 points. Joe Mixon was productive with yardage. Mixon's got five touchdowns in one game this year, and in the other games he has two. Is it two or three? I think it's three. I think he has one receiving touchdown um, or two receiving touchdowns. He had five touchdowns overall in the Week 9 game against Carolina. And let's see. Yeah. But the yardage justifies him being in your lineup. A.J. Dillon scored again, turning it on late as he often does. In good weather in Miami, Green Bay gets the Vikings this week. Aaron Rodgers is going to want that game. Green Bay still hanging around. Dylan has scored in four straight games and is averaging about, uh, let's see, count up the rushing attempts, 26, 37, 48. He's averaging 12 rushes per game his last four games and a touchdown. Nick Chubb was down the list a bit, but still got you 100 yards of total offense. Jeff Wilson got in the end zone. He's been hurt recently. If Tua doesn't play, there'll be more of an emphasis probably on the run with Wilson and Mostert in a game against New England. Then we get to Gus Edwards. Jarek McKinnon scored again. That's five touchdowns in three games. Um, Isaiah Pacheco continues to get volume, but he just doesn't score. Did get 90 yards of total offense. I actually cut him last week to make room for somebody else because I just, and again, in that same league, is that the same league? Yeah, that's the same league where I had Algier and Dylan, and I'm just like, Algier and Dylan are more likely to put up bigger fantasy points. I was right there. Um, so those were your top running backs. Let me go to top pass catchers. I'll include tight ends on this. As Travis Kelsey has stopped scoring touchdowns, George T George Kittle has picked up where Kelsey left off. Four touchdowns the last two weeks for Kittle. That coincides with Debo being unavailable for the Niners and Brock Purdy. Uh, Kittle was wide receiver slash tight end one last week, tied with C.D. Lamb. Both of them put up 120 yards and two touchdowns last week. Devontae Smith. 113 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, so even with Gardner Minshew, Smith was productive. TJ Hawkinson continues to be popular for Kirk Cousins. 109 and two touchdowns for Minnesota. Uh, Hawkinson kind of scores the touchdowns. Jefferson doesn't. Jefferson still up, puts up a ton of yardage. Uh, Hawkinson, uh, let's see. That's Hawkinson's really, he's only... Double-digit fantasy points in my scoring settings, November 24th against New England. That was week 12. They had that big week, week four with the Lions. I mean, if you're in an outdated mandatory tight end league, you're definitely playing Hawkinson. Uh, if not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure of his value. Tyler Higby, as the uh, as the Rams rolled, the Broncos got in the end zone twice. Something named Shane Zylstra for Detroit got in the end zone three times. <laughs> 
See, so here's that NFL Fantasy Live segment. I'm sure they'll say that helps no one. If you were playing someone this week with DeAndre Swift, who I was, or Amon Ross St. Brown, Shane Zylstra's three touchdowns helps you a ton because it wasn't Swift and it wasn't Amon Ross St. Brown. Sorry, NFL Fantasy Live. Your segment is flawed. Shane Zylstra scoring those three touchdowns is part of the reason why I'm in my fantasy championship because I played someone who had DeAndre Swift. Jalen Waddell had that long catch and run, uh, 143 and a touch. Justin Jefferson, 133 and a touch. He did score. Kendrick Bourne, where'd that come from uh, for New England? Uh, T. Higgins, 128 and a touch. Trenton Irwin scored twice for the Bengals. Again, for those that say that helps no one, that helps anyone last week who was going up against Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I think I've made my point how the NFL Fantasy Live That Helps No One segment is flawed. DJ Moore, good game, 5 for 83 and a touch, also threw in an 8-yard run. A couple of obscure Giants are getting receiving numbers. Isaiah Hodgins, available in 98% of leagues as we speak, 89 in a touch. And the Giants also have uh, another player named Richie James, who uh, Adam Schefter talked about on Fantasy Football Now last Sunday morning. Where was Richie was 8 for 90, available in 83% of leagues. So there are some of the receivers trying to see if anything else stands out. Um, DJ Chark getting it done again for Detroit, available in 49% of leagues. Wish he was available um, in mine for the championship. Four for 108. Evan Angram still putting up numbers. Uh, there was my beautiful Taysom Hill hunch. Nine carries, 56 yards, and a touchdown. Didn't watch any of that game. Don't know if it, it was closer to being better. I know the Saints had one other rushing touchdown in that game. Late season push from Jerry Judy. Six for 117 on the horrible Denver Broncos. Okay, finally with quarterbacks, and you need to keep checking status with Tua. I have a feeling by the time you listen to this podcast, we're going to know one way or the other on Tua Tagovailoa and whether or not he's going to play against the New England Patriots. His history of concussions and the fact that post-play that appeared to cause the concussion, he threw three bad interceptions and the Dolphins went scoreless in the first half, doesn't, doesn't lend itself well to Tua playing this week, um, right or wrong. Um Dak Prescott was QB1. Jared Goff was QB2, available in 22% of leagues. Uh, last week, Patrick Mahomes was QB3. He's my QB in the foundation. Uh, he had a really impressive rushing, rushing touchdown where he just barely touched the pylon. I needed that one, Patrick. Thank you. Chiefs this week have Denver. Um, Kirk Cousins was QB4, so I picked him up in place of Jalen Hurts. Uh, Gardner Minshew was QB6 in an Eagles loss. He was QB6. Eagles this week have the Saints. Minshew still available in 73% of leagues. 
Sam Darnold had more fantasy points last week than Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, and Aaron Rodgers, and Geno Smith, and Tom Brady, of course, and Justin Fields. Just keep throwing names out there. Trevor Lawrence last week. Good game and a win. Bad weather. Who do the Jaguars have this week? At Houston. Good spot for Trevor Lawrence if he is. He's available still in 17% of leagues. Going up against the Texans. All right. So we'll leave it there. Again, I'll take your emails at write.todd at yahoo.com. The big ones as we speak to keep checking status on. Actually, I'll add another one to the list. Derrick Henry, keep checking status for Thursday night. Tua Tagovailoa, keep checking status uh, on his concussion protocol. There'll be a lot, lot of eyes on that. And the other one is the potential return of Tyler Lockett in Seattle off the finger surgery that cost him. Uh, Seattle is still fighting to get the final playoff spot in the AFC. I'm sure Lockett wants to play. It's a home game against the Jets. There was some thought he could come back after missing just one week and they could use him. So those are just three to keep checking status on. Um, where there could be some news after this podcast post that may impact what you're doing this week. I will give you one more podcast later in the week. It'll be episode 55, and then we'll recap everything and uh, wrap up season seven of this podcast next week. If you're like me, good luck. If you're alive this week, winning your fantasy championship It's what you've played for for months. I really want it in the foundation. I wish all of my final four well in the podcast league. It's a huge uphill climb for Mike and Dennis, but they've, better than me, earned their way into the final four. Morgan and Dan are separated by almost a field goal for first place, total points, guillotine style, uh, after 16 weeks was a fun format. We're going to do it again in the Podcast League next year. Right.todd at yahoo.com, Instagram at toddright2121, Twitter at toddright2121. Talk to you later this week. Thanks for listening to the Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast.